throughout the nation and around the globe. From his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, beautiful soul family, and welcome to Weekly Wisdom and Insights, your home for spiritually guided transformation and empowerment. I am your host, Dear James, and together with the Unseen Spirit Source and Symphony, we listen and go as guided. We look at the current energies, we listen to the intuitive wisdom, we listen to our soul source connection. And just like last week, all month long and reverberating out for months to come, we are in eclipse season. We are in the eclipse energies. It is the month of August. It's a 10 month. And the 10, the one and the zero become a one. And so we have a lot of powerful energies going on. And, and make no mistake, you'll, you'll see by the, um, the main theme for this week's show how powerful the energies are, how long lasting they're going to be, um, and how epic they are. And this can be true, you know, it's a new moon eclipse that's coming up on Saturday the 14th. Um, so it's a new moon, sun and moon are together, conjunct in Libra, so it's a Libra new moon. And they are, of course, um, conjunct also the south node. However, and it's an annual solar eclipse, meaning that it's not a full eclipse, it's, a, it's partial, if you will, it obscures partially does not make it any less potent. <laughs> and the beauty of this these eclipse energies, um, when it's a solar eclipse, it brings in something new. And two weeks later, on the 28th, we're going to have the lunar eclipse, which releases. So let me just bring up and welcome Ava, welcome Olivia, as you're joining from around the globe, put in the comments, say hello, and remember that we incorporate your questions throughout the broadcast, your, your questions and your comments. So let's dive in, because there's a lot to get to, and it's really beautiful. So let's look at the main energies, I'm going to bring them up on the screen here. So our main energies, all month long, it's a 10-month, so treading, cautious advance. And so it means not to to do nothing, but it means to be so in your embodiment, in your business, not not other people's business, your business, and to have such a conscious awareness that you know how to advance with awareness, with with caution, with care, and to proceed, tread. The interesting thing, and then it's the 11th, so today is the 11th, and just look at the 10 and the 11. We've got three ones just there. Then an 11 is all about peace. It's relax. And I know there's a lot going on in the world that is, is anything but peace and relaxation. And yet this is what the energies are calling for. They are calling for peace and for people to be calm, to exhale, to take a breath, to relax. Then. The 10 and the 11, 1, 1, 1. That's a 3. So that becomes difficult beginnings. It's like difficult at the beginning. Persevere. Because we are in a new energy. We are leaving the old, the Piscean. We are in the, the matriarchal, the Aquarian. And thereby difficulties at the beginning. And to persevere, we are going to make it. This, the the... the the unseen 
promises us. Our soul knows. So it's not even, it's a fait accompli. 2023, it's a seven-year armies, legions, correct discipline. It's knowing that we have everything we need. And you're going to see that in just a moment with the magician. So seven, legions, army, correct discipline. And then all of this, the 10, the 11, and the 7, culminate again into a 10, which becomes a 1. So we have double tens. We're bookending with the double tens, and/or you could say we're bookendings with double ones. And the one is the creative force, and the creative force is to initiate. It does mean to take action. It does mean to reach beyond, reach beyond the stars, reach beyond, because that's where the magic lies. And the way we get there, the way we get to this magic, this utopia within and out, is through our internal soul source connection. We talk about this a lot, the soul source connection, lead with your soul on Weekly Wisdom and Insights. It is, it has always been the way. However, now it is very prominent. It is the way. It is the way for the new. So let me also bring up um, the astrological influences. I'm going to bring these up. So I'm setting the stage for everyone so that you can see the numbers. All these ones, there are in total five ones. Creative force, five ones, five, change. Now look at the astrological influences. So on 10-4, Mercury entered Libra. On 10-8, Venus entered Virgo, and I'm going to have a little piece about that in a second. On 10-10, which was yesterday, Pluto stations direct at 27 degrees Capricorn. And just so you know, the Sabian symbol for that talks about clairaudience, perceiving what is inaudible, meaning we're able to hear, soul source connection, your intuitive knowing, perceiving what is inaudible. That is the Sabian symbol, this clairaudience. And they they articulate it, and you're going to see how the same one coming up here. So on 10-11, is Mars enters Scorpio, but on 10-14, the new moon solar eclipse, so that's Saturday, new moon solar eclipse, south node, conjunct the south node, 21 degrees Libra. And it also creates a cardinal T-square, Cardinal means visionary. It's ideal. It's the visionary. Cardinal signs are visionary. Where we're going, the, the higher ideal of something. That 21 degrees Libra, its Sabian symbol is about solicitude. And it means care or concern for someone or something. Both of these two symbols, the one for the new moon solar eclipse and this cardinal T-square, and the one for Pluto stationing direct, because you can't make this up if you tried. They both vastly, you know, two different areas on the astrological wheel with the symbols and the degrees. Both of them speak to a reference about birds. Birds represent the Holy Spirit, messengers. So both of these are talking about the care or concern for something or someone and 
clear audience, the, per, the ability, the perceiving what is inaudible. So it's inner knowing, higher messages. So be open and be, uh, don't be surprised is the way I would put it. If you're able, you receive wisdom, you receive information exactly like this, intuitively, soul source, birds. Birds may actually, literal birds may actually play a role. You may be doing something, they come and perch on your window or right directly in front of you and stare at you. And so be aware, be conscious, because they're, they are they're signs, they're symbols, they are messengers This from the other side, from the unseen. Very powerful, powerful stuff. So let me put my specs on and I'm going to briefly, because I want to talk to you about um, Venus in Virgo. And this is from Chani Nicholas, the astrologer Chani Nicholas. And she's talking about this placement. And she says, while it's easy to overlook the placement of Vir Venus in Virgo, this placement's strengths when flashier signs strut past proffering roses and love letters. Uh, Venus in Virgo possesses an innate knowing of a crucial truth. Long-term love comes to life through attention to the details. Long-term love. This lifelong love affair that we have, not with another person. Yes, that can apply. However, the unseen is applying this to this lifelong love affair with yourself, your soul self. So ego mind personality self, soul self, soul self, uh, soul source connection. This long-term love comes to life through attention to the details. So it's to remember while it's in about 30 days, um, October 8th to November 8th, 60 days, pardon me. Um, Venus in Virgo, pay attention to the details. Don't nitpick. Don't tear things down or tear people apart or, you know, tear, build up. And really um, amplify the opportunity um, to fall in love through the details, through what you discover about yourself. Because you're going to see with our main theme, um, I know I'm, I'm teasing it out here for a minute and I don't mean to, um, because I want to go to um, first in alignment with these energies. I want to stay with um, the astrological, the eclipse, these the energies and the importance of this. And so I'm going to share my screen here with you all. And here is Pam Youngin's North Point Journal. This beautiful, this is, and this eclipse is known as a ring of fire, solar eclipse. And this is over the Rub al-Khali Desert. Hope I did not uh, malign that. But look at the beauty of that too. Look at this, you see the ring. That's why they're saying it's a ring of fire. And these energies are potent. And so it says, Ring of Fire Eclipse. October's new moon, which occurs this coming Saturday, will be accompanied by an annular solar eclipse. This type of partial eclipse is known as a Ring of Fire Eclipse because although the moon is passing in front of the sun, 
it does not completely cover the sun's disk. Instead of seeing the darkened circle of a total eclipse with an annual eclipse, we see a, a band of bright light blazing like a burning eye. Magicians hoop in the sky. The magician. Keep that in mind. As with all solar eclipses, this event carries with it the energy of profound change, um, of major endings and beginnings. Remember, this is about what it brings in, what it ends, what it, what it brings in. It's a time of karmic completion. As we release and forgive the past, we evolve into a new version of ourselves and begin to realize our untapped potentials. Eclipses often repeat by zodiac degree every 19 years. This Saturday's eclipse, which occurs when the sun and moon align at 21 degrees 7 minutes Libra, is at the same degree as the partial solar eclipse that occurred on October 14, 2004. Go back and think about what was happening in October of 2004. And look at that. And for myself, I can tell you, I was just back from living in, in abroad in France. Um, and what was so fascinating is at that moment, I started doing a lot of, um, I embarked on a whole new venture with um, design development of residential properties in, in Los Angeles. And what was so interesting was the first property I did was a triplex. There was a duplex on the corner. There was a main house sitting back from it on a corner. And it was an Egyptian revival. The architecture of the, of the two dwellings was Egyptian revival. Here is this eclipse bringing something into us. It's, a 90, it's completing a 19-year cycle. And so while it won't be exactly the same as then, which is what Pam Youngins is speaking to in a moment, I'll share that with you. The point is, that there was an ending, this time living abroad, this renewal, and the first project for myself, in my personal example, is an Egyptian revival. And how ancient Egypt plays such a role in our current lives and, and um, history and so forth, our lineage, our otherworldliness. And so, no mistakes is the point. And so with that, look in your own experiences. What was happening? You can share in the comments if, you, if something comes in to you. What was happening in that October 2004 moving forward and how that played out for you? Because that will, this eclipse is completing this 19-year cycle. Um, welcome, Lorna. And... Um, Ava sharing, I received an inner message yesterday. Self-love is our natural state. Exactly. Could not be more true. It is the message. And you're going to see how powerful this message is because we are working with the creative force this week. And certainly, obviously, it's eclipse season. So that means we're going to be working with the creative force. We always are. However, it's more prevalent. It's more amplified, magnified. So this is going to ripple out for the next 12 16, 18 months. Let me go back to sharing my screen here. So um, this means that the, two, uh, the 2023 eclipse is located in the same house of our natal charts as was the 2004 eclipse. Knowing the house location of an eclipse shows us what area of life it is activating. 
where we are likely to experience a shift of direction or an evolutionary push. That's a very kind way, an evolutionary push. (laughs) I love that. Um, In essence, we are completing a cycle that began in late 2004 and preparing to begin a new cycle in the same area of our lives. Please know, however, that we will not exactly repeat events in 2023 that we experienced in 2024. For one thing, there were no doubt other personal transits we were dealing with, this is astrologically speaking, with 19, uh, with 19 years ago that may have had a strong impact. And most importantly, we are no longer the same people we were in 2004. This is so true and that's such a powerful statement because we are no longer the person we were just a moment before. We are constantly changing, evolving. And sometimes the evolving means that we, you know, we fall backwards to move forwards. That's okay. It's just that it's what we do with it. That's what matters. Welcome, Sandy. Welcome, Jennifer. Um, We hopefully are more conscious, more enlightened, and more able to make positive use of the energies we are working with now. So true. So here's the cardinal T-square. Most notable about this week's new moon solar eclipse is that it forms a configuration called a T-square. The sun, moon, Mercury, Pallas Athene, and the south node are all huddled together in Libra and are opposite on the wheel, on the astrological wheel, opposite Eris and the north node in Aries, with everyone just mentioned in hard square aspect to Pluto in Capricorn. Now, Pluto stationed direct yesterday, which means that Pluto's energy is magnified, amplified, because anytime a planet stations direct or stations retrograde, it it amplifies. It's like a train, you know, when it starts to vibrate, the feeling and the power of that is substantial at the platform, and then it dissipates as the train gets moving. It gets into a, a rhythm. So. And Pluto, moving, finishing up, tying up, finishing up its business in Capricorn before it moves into, officially and and formally moves into Aquarius, January 24th, 2024, 124-24, doubles, magnified. And that hasn't happened again, remember, since the French-American revolutions, the Industrial Revolution, all of this massive change. 246 years ago. So it's here's Pluto finishing up business. Here's the eclipse. It, it eclipses things out. It eclipses things, brings them in. And it's with Pluto at the base, the, the, the god of the underworld, bringing to light everything we need to see, everything we need to repair, cleanse, purge. So it's sitting at the base of this um, Saturday's eclipse. So this eclipse could bring about a crisis situation that triggers profound changes. To successfully navigate this transformational time, we must collectively call upon hidden strengths and inner power uh, reserves. Inner, inner power, hidden strengths. Receive, perceiving what is inaudible, this care for ourselves and others. A T-square in cardinal signs is a test of how we use our personal will, our personal courage, 
and assertive nature. Through events that occur, we hopefully learn greater self-discipline, self-awareness, right timing, and patience. You can see how those things pair up with our main energies, with our astrological influences. Pluto effect, the Pluto effect. Pluto's influence is especially strong this week due to the dwarf planet. And it, it's so, why, why science and astronomy and so forth decided to, you know, downgrade, if you will. See, sometimes the downgrade um, is magnified and made important, but it, they, they rendered um, Pluto a dwarf planet stationing direct on Tuesday, and also because it is at the critical apex point of the eclipse T-square. It sits at the base of this T-square that's occurring. Pluto is the god of the underworld, facilitating a process of alchemical transformation, of death and rebirth, of metamorphosis. And remember, some shows back, the whole show is about metamorphosis. As we work with Pluto, which acts something like a psychotherapist, we often experience and must transmute strong feelings, emotions, that we have been holding deep within. But it is in our willingness to acknowledge those feelings, to realize that they dwell within us and are not simply activated by circumstances, that we start to rise above them. Rise above meaning that we purify them. We never eradicate the shadow. The shadow is the void. So yin-yang, black-white, dark-light, it is all about purifying them, not eradicating one over the other. We need both. We need the purity of the void and the purity of the light. The little man, so this she, what she's saying is, once we see how fears and other emotions have been controlling us from behind the scenes, the little man pulling the levers, think in The Wizard of Oz, it's, you know, it's the great Oz and they pull back the curtain and he's this little man just, you know, pushing steam out and roaring through a megaphone and everything, which means it's, it's like a false prophet. We begin to take back our power. So, and one more note she said is that although now designated as a dwarf, Pluto could be considered the mightiest of the planets in its effects. That is so very true. Because look what it represents. And it is, you know, in that sense, it is the third branch of government. You know, there's the whole, the heavens, the seas, the underworld. Those are the three branches of, of um, the universe, if you will, of, of creation. So recognize that this week you may also be working with and releasing the shadow elements. While you are bringing in, you're making space for the new. And the new will be um, via the creative force, this, num this one. And there are five ones. So remember <laughs> this, this five change and all of these ones, new beginnings, the way to, the way through. Afford yourself what, what the unseen is saying in the moment is afford yourself that gift, that luxury, that joy of beginning anew, of laying down the old, releasing it, to receive and embark on the new. Because 
one of the first things they said, and let me go now to the, I'm going to go to the actual main theme. Um, now, here it is. Manifest change. Made evident to the naked eye. And remember last week we had a green eye. This week they were very clear, everything's blue. Last week everything was green. This week everything is blue. And this blue eye, these eyes, the all-seeing eye. Manifest change, its predominant message and meaning for all of us, isn't like, go manifest change. What they are saying is, manifest change, meaning it's a statement, meaning we are going to experience manifest change, implies an, ex an external display so evident that little or no inference is required. So first and foremost, this manifest change implies an external display so evident that little or no inference is required. It's made evident to the naked eye. Then in concert with that, secondarily, if you will, is this, the creative force manifesting change that we, that we are the creative force in our individual lives. And how do we wield and utilize that force? Is it destructive? Hopefully not. Or is, and is it reactive? That's the shadow that needs to be purified. Or more importantly, is it proactive? Is it inspirational? Is it encouragement, joy, love, this love relationship, all the details in this long love affair coming to fruition? And I'm going to bring up this beautiful image because it is to remember. Here's the magician from the tarot on the left. There's the infinity symbol over the magician's head, holding up the wand, pointing downward. So as above, so below. And there's all the um, tools of the tarot, if you will. The cup, the pentacles, the sword, the wand. Everything we need. Now go to the far right, and it's the fool card. Now notice as well, fool card is the zero card. The magician is the one card. So 10, zero, one, one, zero. And in the knapsack over the fool's shoulder are all the same tools, the same elements that the magician has. The white dog representing our, our companion, trusted companion, but also the innocence, the purity, this and to remember that your soul is your trusted companion. Your soul source connection is your trusted companion. That with correct discipline, with cautious advance, with this treading, with this attunement to your, high, to your soul source connection, you have everything you need. The radiant sun, our life force, the radiant sun behind the fool, illuminating the path. And then you notice where... The fool is going to step off into the abyss, so to speak. But look at all the beautiful puffy white clouds. Meaning you're going to be carried. 
It's not like you're just falling off into the abyss. These Both of these images are from the Brigitte Ashwood Luminous Tarot deck. Um, and then it's to remember in the center of the image here, divine will. Not thine will, divine will. Soul source connection, soul journey. Not ego mind personality journey. We've been doing that for 2,000 plus years. Patriarchal Piscean rule. And for all of its um, magnificence and treasures, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of cleanup to do, <laughs> or releasing to do. And yet, the point here is that we have the magician and the fool, divine will, not thine will. And I'm going to bring up because in concert with this came this song by Aretha Franklin. And I'm just going to bring it up here. Bear with me for a moment. The song is her iconic song, Think. And from songstoriesmatter.com, here's the story behind this song. In 1968 was a tumultuous year. Mass protests arose worldwide as a result of social conflicts, oppression, and war. And in America, the civil rights movement, the anti-war movement, and the women's liberation movement stood at the forefront of fighting for change. It feels very similar to now in, in different ways. Many tragic incidents ruled the country, but one evident outshined all others, the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Fast forward in this, they said, it is rumored because the, the Franklin families, the Franklin family and the King families were very friendly, very close. And they said, it is rumored the song's chorus in which Franklin sings freedom refers to Martin Luther King and his famous I Have a Dream speech. King ends the speech with the words, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. You'll recall from the September 13th, 2023 show, Union of Forces, Heaven and Fire, that I Have a Dream was a message. Fast forward to today, and they are giving us this, that we have, it's 2B, it's number 2B from the unseen, the magician and the fool. And they're saying, divine will, not thine will. Think. And they're saying that they want you to interpret the lyrics from this song, and I'll post it in the show comments as I always do. That this is about, think about what you're doing. So your soul, your soul source connection, source is saying to you, think, think what you're doing to yourself. Think about the outcome. Think about your thoughts, your actions. Because the eclipse is meant to eclipse away that which we don't need, that doesn't serve us, to bring in that which we do need, that which will move us and advance us into the new. And the old way isn't going to cut it. The old is, is over. So, and again, we can see this on a world stage playing out. 
and there the one the first thing they said the unseen said was don't fight don't force the inevitable so don't swim upstream we don't have to fight against the current the energies are advancing forward they are going to carry all of us forward so don't fight don't force the inevitable flow 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 so if you find yourself fighting yourself or fighting someone else or being in, in confrontation with someone else, hands off the wheel, release, let go. It doesn't mean take someone else's stuff, and it doesn't mean acquiesce or roll over or any of that stuff. It simply means to not fight or force the inevitable. Go inside, find, find where you are and carry forward from that state of, of connection and empowerment because there's manifest change that is is at hand afoot um the next piece uh i'm going to go to our mantra um and let me know how because these energies are intense i i don't know about all of you <laughs> i felt like on Monday, the energies were so intense that it was it was just it was all you could do to get through the day for myself. So let me know how the eclipse energies, how are they reverberating with you this week so that we incorporate what you're dealing with into what the unseen is is guiding us um, to make space for and to and to prepare us for. Um, and in that, I'm going to go directly to, and then I'm going to incorporate your, your messages. Um, I'm going to go to this. It's one of our quotes for the show this week, and it's Proverbs 16, nine. And it says in his heart, a man plans his course. So in his or her heart, a man, woman plans their course, but the Lord determines his steps, her steps, the unseen source. And so this is that whole part about divine will, not thine will. It's the other, it's the other great um, statement about life, life happens while you're planning. The ego mind personality starts running down the road and it forgets to invite, ask, inquire the soul Oh, is this my is this mine? Is this where I'm supposed to be going? And so of course we have that experience or we'll get course corrected or so the message is to be in alignment with soul source, your soul source connection, your innate empowerment, your divine will from the get-go moving forward. Because as they say um and what was interesting about that with the mon um sorry um with that quote was that it has to do with um the spirit you're going to see birds the spirit source um the unseen direction and it's going to become 
more, what they're saying to me, it's going to become more loud, more prevalent, more um, sustainable. So where we've had a hard time, soul source connection, listening to our intuition can be like the old school radios with the dial. And if you've ever been in one or you're old enough to know what, what I'm talking about, showing my age here, um, it's the fact that there's like a static. You've got to tune the station. And in certain places, like you, you get a station very clearly, and then all of a sudden you go, quote unquote, out of range. And you might then pick up a new station somewhere else, but the one that you were listening to gets staticky and, and fades. What the unseen is saying is, this clear audience, this perceiving what is inaudible is a part of this eclipse. This care and concern for something or someone is a part of this eclipse. And don't forget to include yourselves in that care and concern of someone or something, first and foremost. And, and that can be done in a pure way. Because again, it's, it's like on a flight. You got to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can assist others. This is the same thing, however, not to get lost. The point is that that soul source connection, that that signal, that ability to hear the inaudible is going to um, strengthen, sustain itself. It's going to be more easily heard and received. So let me bring in some of your comments. Um, Lorna, in 2004, the seeds, um, sorry, the seeds of message school started to sprout for me, missed the first 10 minutes. So I hope this makes sense. It does. So this is, again, looking back with the 19-year cycle. Um, Ava is saying, I have been wanting very much to let go um, of tension in my right arm and shoulder. And then I have, and then I have had an experience of listening to the inner feminine saying, inner feminine saying, don't put more pressure on yourself, trust the feminine. And this was very revealing for me. Exactly. Listen, listen, listen to your inner knowing. Listen to your body. Color therapy is amazing, Ava, for this as well. Sit quietly. Go to the place of discomfort and just sit with it. Feel its pain. Receive its message. What is it wanting to share with you or tell you? And then ask what color it may need. And the colors may change. You may sit for seconds or minutes with one particular color or a melange of color. And then you'll get an awareness that it needs a different color now. Because life is a process. Everything healing is a process. So color therapy in this way. However, the beauty of the body is that it's always reflecting to us our inner, our inner state. It is our vessel. It is the soul's vessel. And so listen to your soul source connection to heal, to release, to move or shift into a state of... Um, inspiration, readiness. That's also there. And, and it's inspiration is a big message. We're going to quickly get to it. And Jennifer is saying, honestly, this week, I find the energy so hard. I feel like my hands don't do what I want them to do. My heart is very sensitive, overly, overly sometimes. I have cried and asked my guides um, 
for grace and help and said thank you a lot. I guess I'm trying to balance the difficult energy with accepting that it plays its course. Respect for the universe. Yes, exactly, Jennifer. And this is what I'm talking about. Everyone, be really, really, really kind and gentle with yourselves this week and and moving forward. Because again, eclipse, new moon, eclipse, cardinal T-square, Pluto, there's so much intensity going on. And you don't have to fix everything. You don't have to know everything in this moment, immediately. Simply be, in a, as Jennifer shared, in a state of grace, in a state of receiving and releasing, in a state of presence. I am consciously present, consciously open to receive, consciously willing to release, conscious, and allow step-by-step cautious advance. We have everything we need. There's nothing outside of us, no matter how loud, crazy, or fearful it gets. We're okay. You're okay. And we'll walk with these energies. And when, like, Monday slamming, my, my, my whole day got thrown off on Monday. And I laughed because inside, I'm like, everything happens for a reason. I know this is purposeful beyond this present moment. And you'll know, you notice the show post didn't come out until Tuesday. I don't normally do that. And yet, what I, what I knew came Tuesday morning. Fresh as a daisy. Everything went boom, boom, boom. The show came together just in that state of grace. And Monday was all about what it was about, the present moment. And surrendering to that, being okay with that, because there was a purpose for it. So apply these same techniques and opportunities in your day-to-day movements. As Jennifer is sharing, as Ava is sharing, as Lauren is sharing, as I'm sharing, it's, it is about that walk with grace and humility and surrender, joy, inspiration, and acceptance. Because there's a lot of change going on. So let me move into, oops, I'm going to butt my glasses down. One more time, we're going to move um, to hexagram one. And it is um, the creative force. It means to initiate. It's underlining and its secondary influence is itself. See, doubles. And its underlining cause is the divine feminine, receptive, yield. So we're yielding the ego mind personality to the soul, to soul source connection, so that we divine will, not thine will. So, and that divine will is your divine will, it's your soul source connection guiding you. It doesn't mean that it's, so in a, it's, uh, I know this is a little bit challenging to say, God's will, source's will, however, whatever term resonates with you, isn't someone else's. It isn't like, oh, that's God's, not mine. It is your soul's aspect of the divine, that will effectuating change, leading you, guiding you. The challenge is to release the ego mind personality will, to align that in service to and with 
your divine will, your soul source connection. It says, life shows its harmony when you discover your connection to what unfolds. See, harmony, inspiration, joy, excitement. There's a quote by L.M. Alcott. A little kingdom I possess, where thoughts and feelings dwell, and very hard the task I find of governing it well. Because the ego mind personality, it's like, I, I always say, we know little, ego mind personality, we know little. God's source, the unseen, spirit source and symphony, know all. Your soul knows all. Ego mind personality, we know little. We know what we know until we know. The creative embodies the active principle in the universe and represents initiating action. The lines in this hexagram refer to the dragon, which in China is honored as a benevolent and powerful creature. When this energy of empowerment remains dormant in the psyche, we can give away our power. We can operate with the undermining or self-gratifying and fearful behavior of the ego. This suppressed energy funds the shadow in dreams, a great source of our original power. We therefore project and encounter it in others until we can own it and become fully empowered. See, everyone's a character in our play. They're reflecting and mirroring to us what we asked, what our soul wanted, said it was signed up for, and what we wanted. It's not that we become that. It's that we transcend it. We see it in ourselves to go, ah, yes, that's what you're reminding me of. It can be an irritant, (laughs) and it can also be joy. However, the point is, it's an inside job. It is about the original. It's a source of our original power. We therefore project and encounter it in others until we can own it and become fully empowered. And by the way, this is Carrie Hone from Cafe O Soul, who I utilize a lot. An opportunity for expansion and authentic empowerment emerges, which requires assertiveness and persistence. When you cur- if you currently feel held back or victimized, remove the shackles because they are merely self-limiting beliefs. You have, you're the fool and the magician. You have everything you need. There's nothing that you do not have. What may be eluding you or blocking you is, are you listening to your ego mind personality or are you listening to your soul, to your soul source connection? Um, Initiative is required to succeed, although it is important to move in sync with the time and respond with openness. The creative is duplicated in the hidden influence position and underscores the idea of initiating, where the receptive as the underlining cause shows that a period of reflection and retreat must give way to active expression. A new burst of inspiration has gestated and you can now bring it to life. There is great potential waiting for you to tap it. See, it's always there. It's ever-present. The soul source, this long love affair, this relationship and this force, this creative force and this receptive force, our divine selves. It's just waiting to be tapped into. Nothing that is happening in the world would be happening when and if we tapped into solely that. There would never be 
this discord and the darkness and the betrayal and all these shadow elements, they wouldn't exist because our soul, which is divine, would not have it. And thus, here we are. Another quote with the creative force, lifted up by what is pressed down, the great untangles the night. See, the purity, the purity of each, the purity, the desire to purify the shadow, the void, and the light untangles the decay. It untangles what's knotted up inside of us. It will untangle it. You don't have to force it. See, don't fight, don't force the inevitable. Flow, flow, flow. The magician, the fool, divine will, not thine will. Think. Aretha Franklin's think. And think from the perspective of your soul having a discussion with your ego personality self. Soul self, ego mind personality self. I'm going to jump in really quickly here with our mantra. It's a beautiful, beautiful mantra. And here you see the dream catchers. We're talking about how dreams can inspire and so forth. I am open to inspiration. Who doesn't love inspiration? Who doesn't love when they inspire or are inspired by a person, a place, a thing, an experience? So our mantra with this, and remember, this is going to ripple out with these, with the eclipses here. I am open to inspiration. Powerful stuff. And with that, in concert with our mantra, was a second song. And it's such a great song. So I'm going to bring it up very quickly. Um. And it's 3C, and the Trinity, it represents the Christ consciousness, meaning in terms of the purity of our, of our divinity, the purity of source. And the song is Walking in Memphis. It's by Mark Cohen. And literally, the, the inspiration for the song. Mark Cohen has said that Walking in Memphis is 100% autobiographical. He has described it as a song about, quote, a Jewish gospel music lover and added that, quote, the song is about more than just a place. It's about a kind of spiritual awakening, one of those trips where you're different when you leave. He was inspired to write Walking in Memphis by a 1985 visit to the Memphis, Tennessee area. At the time, he was working as a session singer in New York City while pursuing a recording contract. So that whole song was an anthem. He went, and I'm going to post the the story. This is from Wikipedia. It's so inspiring, and it is where someone is blocked. Creative force, initiate. They're inspired to do something. So they take the steps to do it. And in this sense, based on this experience that he had in the Memphis, Tennessee area, he came back changed. There was an, a, a spiritual awakening. Every experience he had changed him. Manifest change. And extremely, an extreme 
I'm sorry, an external display so evident that little or no inference is required. So expect the unexpected with the eclipses. Expect this kind of creative force, this inspiration, this manifest change. Be open to it. Be willing. Don't fight or, or force it. Don't flow against it. Flow, flow, flow. Flow with it. Because number five, and I'll go back to um, continuing with um, the creative force, the hexagram one. Number five, the unseen gave, was everything changes. Everything advances, everything dot 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 begins. Be your best and brightest self. And there was a dear friend and colleague, and she made a post on Facebook that I saw with the hashtag too much, T O O, too much, hashtag too much. And it was about the fact that others found her her light, her divine nature, her divinity, to be too much. And my reply to her was, shine, shine, shine your light. If it's too much for someone, that's okay. Because it's never too much for you. What is true and divine and authentic and natural is perfect. You need not be anything else other than your true, divine, authentic self. And from that, greatness, manifest change, flows, inspiration. You will inspire those you are meant to inspire. You will connect with those you are meant to connect. You will amplify, magnify in in proper, beautiful, great, good, blessed, divine ways. Anything short of that is the old. It's an old label. It's an old identity. It's an old story. It's an old way. And we, if, if we were all live with each other today, we would today we would be shouting back, and the old is over. <laughs> the old is done. And it's, it's to be loved and respected and appreciated and valued and, and released to build upon so that we stand, we move forward into the new and experience that. That is what is so great about this moment. So let us continue with uh, hexagram one, the creative force. The clouds pass and the rain does its work and all individual beings flow into their forms. The creative force is made up of all yang lines showing potential and beginnings where action is necessary to manifest this energy. The creative force coaches you to take responsibility to become empowered in a current situation. So no matter what you're facing, whether it's the loss of something, the letting go, the purging, the moving, whatever, the reconciling, whatever it is, it's okay because it's the responsibility. It's coaching us to take responsibility to become empowered in our current situation. Although circumstances might appear to be working at cross purposes to what you are trying to achieve, change is on the horizon that will allow you to express your greater capabilities, to shine your light. 
The master says, and this is such, here's our other quote. The master says, you cannot plant a large tree within a small pot. Carrie Hone says, plant yourself in an environment of expansion. See, don't live by someone else's rules. Don't worry what someone else thinks or says or believes for you or about you. Connect to your soul source connection, to your soul source divinity, to your creative force, and live your life. Lead with your soul. Live your life authentically, proudly, completely, wholly. Open yourself to wonder because what you experience is only limited by your beliefs. And and by the way, this image is of what is known as Sycamore Gap. That tree was just felled. 200 years it was there. And somebody, an un, somebody of lesser consciousness, if you will, and yet to, to, to stay out of judgment, what purpose will um, come to be known by the felling of this prized, cherished tree as, as the sycamore gap? And perhaps one could say, in our analogy of this quote, You cannot plant a large tree within a small pot. Perhaps its soul needed to be replanted, relocated, repurposed in an environment of expansion somewhere greater. And that will be made manifest. It will be made evident. Time will show us. Time will tell. Um... To be successful, you must ensure that any self-doubt or insecurity is eliminated. It's okay to have it. You don't have to eradicate it. It's just what you do with that energy. Doubt, self-doubt, insecurity, transmute that energy into self-value, self-worth, self-empowerment, so that it's transmuted. Even if initial steps bring about a challenge, open to how this hones your ability to succeed. See, like the yesterday, the Monday example. Okay, well, maybe there's a challenge in my step in in what I would normally do, and yet it was purposeful. So by surrendering and allowing it, we make space for the right timing, the divine timing. And lastly, it says there's more to this hexagram. It says don't give up. That has been a message that the unseen spirit source and symphony has been bringing forth this whole time on the weekly wisdom and insights shows insights shows so in this moment of eclipse season because i'm mindful of the time and the hour go as guided don't fight or force everything don't fight or force the inevitable flow 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 there's manifest change a foot that will be made known while we're planning divine source is guiding our footsteps is ensuring that we get to our our destinations that we experience our destiny and in that along with this eclipse 
the solitude, the uh, pardon me, the solicitude, and the clear audience. These abilities, these innate um, energies, are going to be magnified, amplified. And so it's what we do with it. Be open to the inspiration of it. Because we're walking in Memphis. He's, he's talking about we're having this spiritual awakening. We're having this transformation. That And that was his, that's one of two of his major hits of Mark Cohen, the artist's hits. Aretha Franklin, think. These major hits that are iconic, that are lifelong lasting with us institutional, fundamental. That's the messaging that is in this month. It's it's really epic energy. So thank you, thank you, thank you all for your presence, your the beauty of your souls, and your sharing. Um, and I really cannot wait to see where this all goes um, because these eclipse energies are, um, they always are. Full moons, new moons, the eclipse energies, the the energies of the cosmos guide us and lead us. And so I cannot wait to see how this all uh, transforms and transfigures and um, leads us to the new. So with that, until next week, be well, be gentle with yourselves, be kind and loving with yourselves and others, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to Dear James Live. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.